Driving through the Pelica Forest in Midwest New South Wales, Australia, can be a little scary. Although there are people there, it feels remarkably remote. And there's a legend that truck drivers talk about, truck drivers who have travelled through this forest late at night along the Newell Highway, that the pillager monsters come out and chase them up the highway. They are large monsters who run along beside their trucks. But those monsters, I fear, are nothing more than drug-fueled tiredness. Drivers who are weary and their imaginations are running riot. But there's more happening in the pillager than a few imaginary monsters. Yes, according to a story in the Melbourne Age by Jack Lattimore, the National Native Title Tribunal has ruled in favour of a $3 billion gas development in northern New South Wales that will allow Santos to draw more than 850 coal seam gas wells in the native Pilliga forest over the next 25 years, but local Indigenous Australians say they will appeal against the decision. Lattimore's story is headed, Shameful Day for Australia. Santos given green light to drill 850 gas wells in native forest. Yes, welcome to Climate Conversations. This is the latest episode and I'm your host, Robert McLean. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Yes, I'm mighty concerned about what's happening in the Pilliga. As Australia's Conservation Minister, Tanya Pilibisek has just returned from Montreal in Canada, where she's been at COP15, campaigning for, successfully many say, for the preservation of biodiversity. She has played a key role in the world's nations adopting a 30 by 30 agreement. That is, 30% of the world's natural environment will be protected by 2030. That contradicts, contravenes what's happening in the Pilliga Forest. It's one of Australia's great natural resources. And here we are, about to pollute it in every sense. Lattimore's story says, The Pilliga Forest spans more than 500,000 hectares in northern New South Wales, and is recognised as one of the most important areas for biodiversity in eastern Australia. It is home to at least 300 native animal species and more than 900 plant species and is the largest remaining area of native forest west of the Great Divide. And here we are poised to allow Santos to rip it up and exploit it for coal seam gas. It doesn't make sense. Probably a year ago, maybe even more, I had a friend from Tokemore who went to the Pilliga Forest to support the Knitting Nanas in a protest against coal seam gas. Well, Val... We need you again. We need the Knitting Nanas again. You'll find a link to the Jack Lattimore story, the story from the Melbourne Age, in the show notes. In another story from the Melbourne Age, this time by Mickey Perkins, the story is headed, This global pact to save biodiversity is historic, but will it give nature a fighting chance? Mickey writes, After four years of negotiations... Pandemic-induced delays and frantic last-minute talks. Nearly 200 countries, including Australia, though notably not the US, have agreed on a landmark biodiversity pact. 
that observers hope will prevent the ongoing destruction of Earth's precious ecosystems and species. We go back to the Melbourne age again, and this time it's a story by Mike Foley, Labour-facing test of green credentials in fight over native logging. He says, A political clash over native forest logging is looming for the federal government, following its commitment to an international treaty to bridge protections for nature, with key cross-bench senators declaring Australia must now end the union-backed industry. Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek represented Australia at a United Nations Environment Summit in Montreal, where 196 countries committed to protect 30% of the world's land and water in line with Australia's existing policy to safeguard biodiversity and halt extinctions of wildlife by 2050. Now we shift to the conversation. The story is headed, The historic COP15 outcome is an imperfect game-changer for saving nature. Here's why Australia did us proud. The story begins... Bill is the event that will determine the fate of the entire living world. The United Nations COP15 Nature Summit has wrapped up in Canada with a historic deal which includes protecting roughly a third of nature by 2030. The planet is entering its sixth mass extinction event and new evidence suggests the crisis is twice as bad as scientists previously thought. The new global agreement, called the Coming Montreal Global Biodiversity Framework, saw 196 delegations commit to 23 targets to stem this tide of extinction. It aims to pave the way for humanity and nature to live in harmony by 2050. The framework is a game-changer for global biodiversity, but it isn't perfect. There remains a few sticking points, primarily regarding funding and firm targets, and not all world leaders are pleased with the outcome. I'm rather pessimistic about what's happened in Montreal. It's easy to talk the talk. It's somewhat more difficult to walk that talk. As I said, I'm pessimistic. You'll find links to all those stories mentioned today in the show notes. And that wraps up this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. Until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share with your friends. And as I said before, please take care and stay safe.